darlings all. In this episode, I reflect on a handful of highlights from series two of Tom Reed Wilson Has Words With. So won't you please take my hand as we trick the cobbles of, as the French would say, Rue de Memoir. First up, my dear friend, Alan Carr, on preserving his Mariah Carey-esque range and how he's so taken with the vocal patterns of divas, he often finds himself metamorphosing. He is our chatty man, our spexy beast. He's naughty and zesty and blue. His world-famous guests don't pop in for a plug, they pull one in his portaloo. Brucey said you've got a hit on your hands, an overnight smash it may seem. But Cripes, our bespectacled wizard of wit, had slogged enough building the dream. With Melanie Sykes late on radio too, they chew the proverbial cud. Since then he has done it with Gaga and Pink. If he name drops, boy there's a thud. But this man has kept his size nines on the ground, with Bully and Cyril the cows. He pendulum swings from the udders and tails to taking his end of show bows. He really is one of my favorite souls, deserving the epithet star. So be still my heart as I inhale to say, please welcome the great Alan Carr. Oh, how lovely. But you know, I am a bit disappointed. Why, darling? I'm a size 10. <laughs> No, I've shaved <laughs> off an inch. I, oh. I, I can't afford to have an inch shaved off. <laughs> You're like the ugly sisters in the original. <laughs> I'm nine in a cork wedge. <laughs> Will you look beautiful? Thank you, darling. It's our fifth encounter, I counted. Really? Glancing the Soho House, Catherine Tate's stage show, the rehearsal for the Epic Game Show, and my uh, ignominious appearance, which we'll just forget about. <laughs> oh, well, listen, when you asked me, I was thrilled because I saw the one with, I listened to the one with Angela, and of course, she's got all this beautiful Irish poetry language, but North, I'm Northamptonian. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Well, Dani, I know, but you also have a singular turn of phrase and one of the most singular voices. I know you said it's Mariah Carey-esque to maintain. It is. If I don't reach those high notes during a performance, people complain. <laughs> and you've worked with dear Mariah, haven't you? I remember you saying that she really sends up her own divadom doing mummy dearest impressions and things. Yes, that's right. Yes. And she follows me on Instagram and she comes on, uh, she came on Chatty Man a few times and also on um, Friday Night Project. And uh, she sort of sends, there is a, like a little whiff of divadom there and she does <laughs> sort of send herself up. I mean, she wanted to be filmed from the left side which was of course the opposite side and of course we haven't got the budget on channel four to rotate the whole set both sides were beautiful <laughs> do you know the michael crawford barbara streisand story about that no well he said he wasn't a fan when they worked together on hello dolly and she was saying no shoot me from this side shoot me from this side and he said why you're just as ugly from the other one and she, <gasps> went, she went what a mouse do you eat with that mouse <laughs> That's fantastic. Have you heard the other one about where she was having a photo shoot at night and she said the light's changing. He said it's the sun coming up. I don't care. Make it go down. 
my god. We have we have another diva sort of vaguely in common because yes. when I trained at the Royal Academy of Music learning to sing, there was occasionally a kind of plume of jasmine as if this sort of figure wafted down the corridors and then the walls would oscillate with the voice of Dame Shirley Bassey. Oh, and you appeared on stage with her, didn't you? Yes, and um, I, I had dinner with her, uh, me and Julian McDonald, and she is an absolute scream. <laughs> yes, so, but she's like, and I feel like with you, you must rein me in, because I do tend to mimic people, not in a horrible way, oh, but I do find myself talking celebrity dating agency when, <laughs> you know... <laughs> And I found myself, when I was talking to Shirley, <laughs> you know, and I, you have to rein it in. Because I'm not taking the mickey, but that's what happens. You're just a chameleon. I am a chameleon, but I, I'm, I'm bringing back, play your cards right, the price is right. Now, yes. I love Brucey. He is the king. No one can replace him. Yeah. But I found myself during the shows that did I do well? Good game. <laughs> And I'm like, Alan, he was my first guest on Chatty Man. And yes. yes, and then I got this phone call after, and I didn't pick it up because I thought, oh, but it's bloody PPI. <laughs> and then I, I listened to it about two hours late, and it was like, hello, it's Brucey. <laughs> I said, I love coming on Chatty Man. He said, I think you've got a really good show on your hands there. Keep at it. And he, think, he says, I think it's going to be a hit. And I kept it on my phone. Forever, and uh, he's just an absolute, just an absolute sweetheart. So I just hope I do him proud, you know, when I bring these oh. shows. <laughs> and the other sixties legend, of course, was Scylla that you worked with. Yes, yes. What came of her wig, darling. You well, it was it wasn't her wig. <laughs> you have done your research. No, we, me and Paul have a dressing up box. Now it's not yeah. like a Fifty Shades of Grey. But I, I always take something from the sketch I've done, and I've got two gorgeous Irish setters, Bev and Joyce. Yeah. Now, Bev eats anything, eats anything. And unbeknown to me, she'd stuck her head in the dressing up box and she'd eaten a Scylla Black wig. <laughs> and I didn't really. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This. And of course, I'm in the park and she's having a poo. And then I see this <laughs> ginger thing coming out of her rear. And I thought, oh, Bev's going to be a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a still a black wig. I mean, when I saw the maid in Taiwan attached to the puppy, <laughs> I sort of realised maybe um, 
yes, a baby shower wasn't in order. <laughs> <laughs> Not the right kind of furry emission, is it? I would add no, no, no. <laughs> but Bev and it's Bev and Joyce, isn't it? Yes, and we've um, got a new edition, Tuppence. Oh, Tuppence, feed the dogs. Yeah, oh, don't say that because you know where we got her from. Oh, no, where? Uh, and, and one of these wet markets in China, it was rescued. Oh, gosh, but that's so you singing feed the dogs. She's just terrified and ran under the settee. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> But you have one, actually Tuppence doesn't really fit into this theme, but I've noticed that you like what I call an anti-aptonym. And an aptonym is oh. sort of what it, it says on the tin, really. It's a name that's very apt. So if you had a doctor called Dr. Dick Chop, who was a vasectomist, <laughs> it would be an aptonym. <laughs> but equally comedic sometimes can be an anti-aptonym. So having a very elegant red setter and calling it Bev. <laughs> it's quite... Well, 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 we've got a ginger friend called Beverly and um, when we washed um, Bev's hair, her hair went frizzy like our friend Beverly. So we thought we had to call her Beverly. Oh, I see. It was a love letter. Yes. And then when Joyce came, she just looked like a Joyce. So that was really easy. <laughs> and you've got cows to boot. I've got everything now, but my tuppence gets very admiring looks, I can tell you. People want to stroke it and everything. Now you say, you say we, darling, we must talk about your great, great love story, which had a slightly inauspicious beginning with scolded balls, didn't it? Of course, my friend Scott's birthday, yes. Well, I was, um, I was ready to um, go to the party and um, I was a bit like, I, I just thought I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And I, I went out and I got myself a bit of an out. Well, come on, Alan, need cheering up. Come on, so like this. So as I go out, my cup of tea lands in my crutch. Oh, God. So it's all up my shirt and my trousers. So I get them all off and then I pop on the outfit and I go out. And it's only when I'm on the tube and I see in the reflection, my outfit is the split, is spitting image of the Tesco outfit. <laughs> All I needed was a badge to say, here to help, or do you want a hand packing? Oh, well, he did, didn't he, eventually? I know, <laughs> I know. So, I mean, and then we, um, yes, then I just, I, it was love at first sight. And I mean, I'm so not predatory or anything, but I said to my friend Scott, I said, oh, who's that? And he went, oh, it's Paul. I said, oh, I fancy him. And then, oh, next thing you know, here we are. Soulmates. Soulmates, yes, yeah, soulmates, definitely. But do you know that's such a beautiful term? That's, that's actually, it's ancient Egyptian legend that the gods in their ire against humanity they stopped humans being born as lovers sharing a soul and they split the soul in two. So those lovers were destined to wander the earth looking for the other half of their soul. Oh, isn't that romantic? Oh, that's lovely. Alan Carr opened series two and hot on his heels was the divinely talented Sean Gibson. Here, Sean explains that music and pitch are as big a hallmark of Modian speech as the vocab itself. 
now, darling, where do you hail from? Um, well, actually, about five miles down the road from where I'm actually talking to you from now, because I've oh. never really gone very far. Um, but I was born in North Wales, and I know my accent doesn't kind of give that away, but I was born and bred in North Wales um, in a tiny village just outside the town of Mould which is a lot nicer than it sounds. Um, and we're kind of not far from Chester, so we're really on the border. Oh, I see. Which is why my accent is all over the place, I think. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a lovely oscillating accent. But Mould, I know, is actually rather a beautiful name because it's um, from the Norman French, Manteau, meaning high hill. And I wondered whether that huge discharge from the River Dee into the Irish Sea is visible from your high hill of Mould. No. Um... Oh! <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. But, no, no, you make it sound more idyllic. But in Mould, they have the most beautiful mountains, which ah. the high hill would explain that i didn't know that that's really interesting but it's such a beautiful place but um, it can't be far to the beaches being so near the mountain no, I mean, is that far that's not that's about 10 minutes 15 oh, minutes kidding. um the other side of mold it's really straight the accents in mold because where i live as i said yes. you all talk like me um whereas you go sort of the other side of mold and they're all welsh speaking and the accent is very thick a real thick welsh accent um and it's really is that more the sort of undulating peaks and troughs welsh that we think of when we think of wales yes and when you go down to south wales it's a lot more sing-songy but up here it, it's really quite gruff they talk quite it's quite clipped and it's oh a lot different and in fact because i was taught welsh in school um and my my mum's family all speak Welsh. Oh, I see. Um, they, the North Walian Welsh is different to the South Walian Welsh. So I used to ask my nana to do my homework for me and often get it wrong because the phrases over the years have changed. There's different words for cake, for example. There's lots of different words. So there, oh. so there are a lot of changes. So what were the ones that your mum at home would use often? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, one thing that my mum's family say a lot, um, and, and they have got very Welsh accents, is um, they say, nigh after everything. Oh, after every single word, and they'll go, um, "It's nice, nice, yes, nice." Everything is nigh after everything, and I don't, I don't even understand what it means. Oh gosh, so it's not like nigh on, like our near synonym for near. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like yes. It's almost like, and that's another thing that they say up here. They say yeah after everything. Um, so maybe say, nigh is the no. Maybe it's connected to. Nay, like naysayer, meaning no. So it's sort of like, it's nice, no? Possibly, possibly. But they say yeah after everything as well. And it has to be quite high-pitched. Um, and that everything's like, trendy, yeah? Nice, yeah? I've even heard people say, no, yeah? Everything is, yeah, after everything. I love that invitation for confirmation. It's really inclusive, isn't it? Yeah. The discourse, I love that. Are there any modi phrases that, that you've retained, darling? I've moved away and moved back and moved away and moved back. And you just know how you talk yourself, don't you? So I kind yes. of don't know if I've kept anything or not. I don't think, compared to my mum's family, there's, um, I don't say a lot of things. Um, my, um, one of my aunties, she says, um, everything she says is yesy, which is Welsh for Jesus. And everything she's like, she's like, oh, yesy, yesy, nothing. But <laughs> another thing, this is quite rude, is um, I've noticed that my mum's family say bugger a lot. And oh, that's a good one. Not in an offensive Not way. meaning the act. No, not meaning the act. And also everything is, oh, um, oh, you daft bugger. Yeah. And it's almost in a, a term of endearment. And she'll say it to my daughter and I'll be like, mum, <laughs> she doesn't even realise <laughs> Is. My oh, my granny softens it to buggeration. Oh, buggeration! That sounds so much nicer. Is that or Christmas with her? Oh, I love the sound of her. <laughs> She's divine. Endlessly baking. What is cake, by the way? In Welsh, mm. um, kaken. But I'm not sure if that's the Welsh or the the South Wales or the North Wales. But that's the one that I would use. Would be now you see there is a Germanic link there too, because I think that comes from kuchen, which is which is cooking kuchen, and biscuit uh, is from the Latin biscocere, twice cooked. So it sort of began as a cake and then was cooked again. Oh. Yeah. What's really funny about the Welsh language up here is there's lots of, I don't speak fluent Welsh, but there's lots of words that um, English, they just keep the English word in and don't even put the Welsh word. So they'll be television. And you just, so you can get the gist. No one where I live speaks Welsh. It's just no one speaks Welsh, which is really sad. But one really embarrassing thing is I have got it on my CV. 
<laughs> well, you never know, do you? Never know. And I went, um, this was a long time ago when I just left college, and I went for an audition for a, for a drama, and they said they're going to speak, um, they're going to film it half in Welsh and half in English, and you, you do everything twice. Oh, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. And I got the train down to Cardiff and I went to the, walked into this um, audition. And the, the first thing that the, the lady said to me is she asked me in Welsh if I wanted a cup of tea or coffee. And obviously I could, it's very conversational Welsh, I could do that. Yes. And I asked her back and I was like, no, thank you. I'm fine. Thank you very much. And then she said something else to me in Welsh. And I just smiled and laughed um, as, as if I knew what she was saying. She said it again. And I, and I smiled and laughed again. And then she said for the third time and then said in English, can you speak Welsh? And I had to say, no, I can't. Oh, no. And she said, go home. In English. Oh, God. And, um, yeah. Oh, that cleaves my heart. That kept it on. But then you might not have been free for everything that came later, you know? Well. Huge you know. believer in the fickle finger of fate here. Well, so am I. <laughs> After nine series of Celebs Go Dating and a couple of appearances together on 8 Out of 10 Cats, Rob Beckett has become a great friend. Here, Rob explains why some words like bellend have their funniness inbuilt. First, bookie. Bookie. Or bookie? Bookie. <laughs> okay. The uh, betting shop. The bookies. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, going down to the bookies. That's a yeah, yeah. bookkeeper for the betting shop. Butters. Butters? That's ugly. It's someone's butters. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's sort of like featureless, like butter. But I don't know where it's from. Butters. That's butters. But ugly, maybe. It's from but ugly. Oh, it's a contraction. Maybe, yeah. Butters. Oh, I like that. Bear. Bear, well, it's very different to the bear I'm sure you're used to in your um, sort of social circles <laughs> of the bear. It's not a sign. <laughs> but bear, bear is like, oh, that is bear, like big, that's all like, there's loads of it. Like, there's bear, like, oh, there's bear um, betches on that beach. There's loads of them. That's so curious because as it's spelt here, it's B-A-R-E, which to me means kind of barely, you know, yeah. like naked. There's bears. So means there's loads of. Oh, I love it. Well, it's kind of an inversion. Yeah. Um, wallop. Wallop, yeah. <laughs> well, just uh, wallop is like, yes, or like, have that wallop, or like, he got wallops, as in like, hitting. So something like big, like, so a punch could be. A... It's like an exclamation of delight. Yeah, wallop. I, mean, I absolutely walloped it. Like, in, and it could be like, you hit a, you know, in cricket, you hit a six or you score. Like, I smashed goal. it. Yeah, I smashed it. Or like, yeah, like, my brother says. Same way, but like, oh, yes, please, that kind of thing. Yeah, smashed it. <laughs> um, Galdem. Galdem. Oh, that literally Galdem. Are the girl, is that the girls? Like, Galdem. Like, girls? Yeah. Group of girls or? We're the, our group of girls. Uh, Mandem. Well, that makes sense because of, uh, because of demos. Because of the Greek root demos, meaning people. Oh, is Like it? pandemic uh -huh. affecting people and um, demographic and democracy. But it's the same with Mandem as well, isn't it? So that's boy people. Yeah, Mandem. My Mandem. Something like your group of lag. They've gone, they've gone back to the roots with that. Yeah, and then like the people say like man-like. I mean, it's weird though, because that's, that's more like you speak the sort of come along in the last five five to ten years where really like not many young kids talk like me now around there. I'm only 34 but in South East London you get a few but a lot of it is a bit more like oh you get me though where I would never have said you get me though as yeah. a kid I bet I would bet you know what I mean 
Yeah. And then wouldn't have existed. No, no. Right? So you'd be like, you know, it'd be like, it'd be, you know what I mean? Not, and now it's like, you get me though. And so it's a bit like, there's yeah. an Elliot Steele, who's a comedian who grew up, it's Crystal Palace way. His dad's a comedian, Mark Steele. And he's weird. So he, Mark Steele talks like me and like how my dad talks. But Elliot's 21, so like 10 years younger than me. Uh, 10, 30 years younger. And he's a bit more like, you've got like Tiger, Tiger, yeah. And he talks like that. And he's a white kid where in the past, that accent would have been a more of a black culture thing. But now it's more like yes. youth culture where the people like Stormzy and stuff like that, like they're the, the kings of that world of music and stuff. It's like the London. Because even up in up north in Manchester, there's that sort of, it's not even a London thing, it's a youth thing with like a, yes. a, a, a H, A-I-T-C-H, the young rapper from Manchester. No, like I'm a, not. Back in the day, it would be a bit more like talk like uh, mad fight, you know what I mean, mate? I, I, but he's like, yeah, you get me. He's got a weird Mancunian, but that London grime twang. Yeah, yeah. They're the greatest coiners, aren't they? They're like Yeah, it's just an expression of that generation. And you know, how people speak of it, it's great. I, I love it, like the way it moves and, and flows and stuff like that. Yes, know? yes. I remember my friend who's a school teacher put someone in detention for saying, oh, sir, you're so extra. And I said, yes. no, you mustn't, because they'll only love the origins of language if they feel ownership of yeah. coining language too. Yeah. You know, they've got but to I mean, be that's a great to... word, extra. Oh, it's that a is brilliant extra. Word. That is, oh, so extra. Or like, you, you know, if you're gossiping about something, oh, they've only done that, and, oh, she's so extra. It, it, I think it's a pretty, really, some not like, oh, she's a bit like that. She gets a bit carried away and starts to show off. It, so like, she's, I, like, I love being able to communicate quickly and efficiently. So I love extra being a word that yeah. you don't have to go on to like, you know. Well, it's like what you said before about about the music and how your speech is rapid and it works in semiquaver. Yeah. So if a word happens to be a semiquaver, all the better. Well, yeah. And you can just write it in. Exactly. And it's like, I want to be as funny as possible. And for me, you would need to get to the punchline as quick as possible. So if you yeah. can borrow and use little words like extra and it still works, you have to make sure that it's accessible to the whole country. And you get to that joke quicker rather than having to explain stuff. It massively works. Like, even now, if you talk about, oh, she was a right Karen, about like an older lady, people think oh, of a Karen. Oh, she's such a Karen. Karens are like, you know those women, older women, normally a bit middle class and stuck in their ways, are a bit like, oh, I don't think you should be doing that. That you shouldn't feed uh, bread to ducks. It's bad for their stomach. Like, <laughs> ask you, Karen. Like, you know, she's that, that cat. So I think Karen is becoming that sort of name of like, please don't like. And there are some words. I mean, do you believe that there are some words that are just inherently funny? Oh yeah, there's so bellend. <laughs> Exactly. So, <laughs> Belen, you get that, and then but you start to learn that. You pepper it through gently because you don't want to take, overuse those words just because you know they work because it's yeah. like hack and cheap. But Belen is funny, but also certain <laughs> words in certain accents are different. Do you know what I mean? Like garlic bread. Like the way Peter Kay <laughs> said that word. But he said garlic bread is a, but the way he said it in his accent and in that way made it funny. Always gets a laugh. If I say Belend, I don't know why, but if I say Belend, it always works. I think as well, because I'm quite non-threatening. I'm not like a, a sexy comedian. Do you know what I mean? I'm sort of like... No, you are to me though. Well, I, I You've got something to me, Danny. You're awfully twinkly. I'm an absolute, and it's I'm an absolute, yeah, I'm an absolute wolf in sheep's clothing, really, Tom, but I think you wow. not know that. To round off our selection, Oti Mabusi explains the origins of the Viennese Waltz, how it got its name, and why initially it was strictly forbidden. First, my Victorian translator, hopefully, 
six, no nine. Okay, you, it's, it's how you say you you say it. You don't say it correctly. Okay. So you have to say six no nine. Six no nine. Yeah, you like six six no nine, but you get you gotta give it. You, you're too smiley about it. You have to be like six no nine. Is it? Well, no. It means it. It, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Whatever you're saying, like the number six, whether six or nine, they're the same thing. So we're saying the same thing. Just because it's upside down, that means that's your truth. It doesn't make it my truth. Six no nine doesn't matter. We say it when we see when somebody isn't really nice to you and they say something about you that's not so nice. And you're like, so you that person's opinion doesn't really matter. Six no nine. Yes. Because they've taken a grain of truth and turned it upside down. Exactly. Six nine. Ola Gazi. Giza. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, no. You like he's a Giza. He's a Giza. Ah, so it's the same thing. What does that mean? Ola Giza. It's like hello, guy. Hello, Ola. Oh, Ola Giza. Oh, it's just like a, a cheerful greeting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because you can only do that in a major key. It's like sippity doo da. You I mean <laughs> it's like yeah, like you can say all right. All right. And it can be Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you in any old key, but that I mean you can't say all of, no. all of Giza. Yeah, no. You? you go all all of Giza. Uh Babalas. Oh Babalas. <laughs> oh. oh no, is it gonna be filled? <laughs> no. Babalas. Bobby, Laza, it's a hangover. Oh, crumbs. Which we know That's nothing un- about. We know nothing about because we live on lemon water. <laughs> Indeed, we do. Frightfully abstemious creatures. <laughs> I've got a couple here from the world of dance. Passe doble. Oh. Do you know what that translates to? Well, that's a dance from Spain. Yes. And that's all I know. Well, etymologically speaking, it's kind of related to my pas de chat. Your pas de chat? Step of the cat is pas de chat, and passe doble means double step. Yes. Does that make sense in terms of choreography? Yeah, it the, the double. Yeah, if you're speaking in another language, but um, to me it does as well. Passe doble, like you, you pass doble, you step twice. But in the yes. dance world, passe doble. You know that that dance, that Spanish dance with the bullfight and the matador. Yes, yes. That's the paso doble. Brandishing your swatch of red silk. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, finally, darling, my favorite dance of all, by the polka, waltz. I'm I'm really bad at waltzes. I'll tell you. Really? Yeah. It, like not. <laughs> I haven't got down the romance dances yet. I like I haven't gotten gotten them down. Like the walls and the Viennese walls. I, I just it's it's strike me as a romantic. You really do. Yeah, I think but when it, it comes to creating romance, I really struggle. I feel like you either have it or you don't. And I don't. <laughs> No, you've got the sex. Yeah, I'm one of the bam, 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 bam type of girl. You've got the spunk and the sex. Yeah, and like... And the OT. You've got the entrance. But I don't have like... And all the keys to everybody else's entrances. <laughs> I, 
actually um, the words came from the Wiener Walzer, which came from Austria. So the Viennese words came the from. The Viennese words. Yes. It really is like revolving, isn't yeah. it? And what you're doing is that you're turning, and it was a really, really fast dance. And I think in the, the 19th or 18th century, it used to be illegal for people to dance, and you'd need to ask for permission to do the Viennese waltz because it wasn't allowed for a man and a woman to be that close together. Yeah. Yes. Because it was too sexy. Oh, gosh, I never knew that. Ah, that was a little tranche of heaven. If you enjoyed these excerpts, remember there but one morsel on the smorgasbord. For more, do subscribe and always share your thoughts. I love reading them. In the meantime, oodles of love. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production. <laughs>